Hi everybody, Happy New Year. This is Pat, the Patreon promoter. I just came on board here at PodBot with Tim. My job is to uh, try to help motivate everybody out there listening to uh, to sign up for the Patreon and help to support Podular Podcast. Thank you to everybody who uh, has already supported us up until this point. But if you'd like to help, you know, as Tim says, keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodBot, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podcast. One of the goals of 2020 is for Tim to get the show uh, also on the YouTube in a video format so you can see the lovely faces of the guests as they wax poetic about this thing that we all love so much, you know, modular synthesis. So, uh, but he's not going to be able to do that without more Patreon subscribers. Uh, the word, word is on the street that he actually lost quite a few last year. It's probably due to the pandemic and the, the economic crisis that we find ourselves right now, but um, if, if, if you are not, you know, uh, 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 so much affected by that, and you have a little extra change, I mean, for the cup of a, for the cup, for the price of a cup of coffee a month, uh, you can help keep this wonderful program growing and, and help grow it in, uh, in ways that, you know, who knows, who knows how we could, we could grow it. And, um, all this is to say is, uh, please visit patreon.com forward slash podcast mindcast help keep the LED's over here. New year, new you. New you means new modules and synths or cables and accessories or studio monitors. And if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that sounds good. I should get some of those things. Well, then I suggest you head over to patchworks.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. For all of your synthesizer needs. Let's see, what did I get? I picked up a lot of stuff at Patchworks over 2022. Um, most recently, a clock divider, which I don't know how I didn't have a clock divider up until this point. Um, extraordinarily useful. One of those things that there's so many times I was going through building a patch and being like, oh, a clock divider would be really nice to have right now. I should get one of those. So finally, rather than just saying it or thinking it, I, I did it. And I went to patchworks.com and I got myself a clock divider. I know I'm not the only one out there who's maybe not specifically a clock divider, but who's been kind of always reaching for that utility that isn't there in their case. Well, then right now, push pause, go to patchworks.com and pick that up. I also want to say thank you to After Later Audio for their continued support of the show. Remember the new sample and hold track and hold module is out and this week, maybe even today when you're listening to this, the announcement of a pretty awesome new module from After Later Audio. Uh, you're not going to want to sleep on this one. So go give them a follow on the Instagrams or uh, subscribe on YouTube. I make the videos on YouTube. So if you want to see me doing technical uh, demos of some stuff, I'm slowly building up the, uh, the uh, catalog over there. So yeah. Thank you once again to After Later Audio. Go check them out at afterlateraudio.com. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held. Happy New Year. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. This week we have Crosby Morgan, a.k.a. Leandrel, on the show, and I have been wanting to chat with her for a very long time. I've played her music on the show um, a number of times, and uh, 
Austin, our Benny, and I talked about it last week via show that she played with him in Seattle and just how amazing her set was. And we're going to talk about that set specifically, and uh, we're also going to uh, be talking about mental health a lot. That's actually going to be most of the conversation. Um, So yeah, I hope uh, someone out there who needs to hear this conversation is hearing it and being reminded that they're not alone. Um, Yeah, and we're going to get into this chat in a moment. But first, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. I used to think that idea was ridiculous because calendar years are man-made. They kind of don't mean anything in the grand scheme of the universe, so why would that, you know... Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm trying to say. I disagree with that now. I'm not like a huge proponent of them or anything, but I think if you want to make one and you're using the beginning of a year uh, as uh, motivation to do something to better yourself or your life, then that's great. Uh, So that's what I'm going to try to do. You know, in light of our conversation last week with R. Benny talking a lot about mental health and drinking and, and eating and all of that, I I was thinking to myself, like, this is weird because 2021 is like the year that I've mentally felt better than almost any year that I can think of, you know, back into my childhood, because I found some some medication that worked with my chemical imbalance in my brain. Um, And something unexpected happened I didn't take care of myself physically at all. I was like feeling mentally good and I got into fancy beer and cigars and it was just kind of like, upon reflection, I was almost like celebrating the fact that I didn't feel so terrible, but I was celebrating with ways that I would, the same ways that I would uh, make myself feel better when I was feeling bad. Like when I was feeling bad and depressed, I would drink and then I'd feel better while I was drinking. But then I started feeling good and then I would drink and I would just, you know, feel better. And it was really fun and I felt very uplifted. I'm like, whoa, I can drink and it doesn't make me super depressed. It still makes you, uh, makes you hungover, which isn't fun. And uh, something that it did to me, and it often does to a lot of people, it, uh, it made me chubby. I got chubby this year. And I've always dealt with weight issues my whole life. You know, growing up, I was a fat kid and I hated that. And I felt so bad about my body. But as I get older and as I wasn't depressed, I I don't feel uncomfortable about it anymore, which is strange because I just kind of let myself go. And now I don't like, I don't beat myself up too bad about it anymore. But what the, the concern now isn't so much of how I look but it is, how am I going to feel soon? I'm approaching 40. I'm going to be 38 this year. And if I don't turn things around now, I may not be able to turn them around in five years. I feel like I'm reaching this point where I got to make some changes. So why am I sharing all this with you? This is pretty personal stuff that has nothing to do with modular synthesis. I'm saying it out loud so I can put it on record and maybe be accountable for it. If I don't say it out loud, then it'll be my little secret that I was going to try to get healthy. And if I don't, well, then it didn't matter. So I'm, tell- I'm telling you, this is my promise to you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on record right now. I promise that I'm going to get in shape this year and lead a healthier life. 
and I invite you to come along with me. Let us join hands and venture into the world of better self-control and discipline. 2022, baby. <laughs> okay, kind of lost the thread there at the end. Let's get into this chat. Everything is good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, doing doing okay. Doing, I'm doing well, I would say, right now. That's I'm going to go see Built to Spill tonight. I don't know if you know that band. No. Uh, they're like a, they've been around forever, but they're one of my favorite bands and I've never seen them. So I'm really excited. I'm going to go see them tonight. What, what kind of music is it? Um, How would I describe their kind of music? They're like, uh, they're kind of jammy like indie rock like really cool guitar and like um yeah j- jammy indie rock that started in the 90s and that's still going oh wow okay. kind of like a northwest legendary band cool um, i'll have to check them yeah. out what is, what is it their name again built to spill built to spill okay cool <laughs> yeah um so i'm so happy to finally have you on i've been wanting to talk to you for a while um been a fan of yours for a while. We've been at the oh. same shows. I've seen you play a number of times, but we've never really talked. So this is cool. I'm, yeah. I'm happy that we can finally sit down and have a chat. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I saw you was at one of the modular nights at the substation in Seattle. The one and um, only night I played there. I, oh, no, okay. I played there twice, actually. I think I've seen okay. you there twice. I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was so long ago, though, right? Wasn't that like... The first time was a long time ago, yeah. Pre-pandemic? Definitely pre-pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I remember seeing you standing there with like all this gear, and I was like, (laughs) what is she going to do? And then it was... I was blown away. Like, my, my, my wife was there, too. We were both just like... Like kind of looking at each other, like this is this is special. I think, um, yeah, you're one of my favorite things going on in the Seattle scene. So I'm Whoa. super stoked to to chat with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I have so like I have a couple directions that I want to go. Um, I want to just kind of get your backstory first, if if that's all right. Are you uh, from the Northwest, or did you move here for college, or? No, um, I'm not from here. I'm from L.A. originally. I grew up in a small town um, northeast of L.A., actually, Acton, California. Okay. Um, I grew up with uh, my dad. My dad taught me how to play guitar, and so I started singing and playing guitar when I was pretty young. And then um, I I had a horse, which was really wonderful. Uh We had enough property to, like, you know, have... I was the only one that had a horse though. Cause I was like, no one uh-huh. else was into that in my family. <laughs> um, but so that was really special. So like I, and I kind of started with acoustic guitar. So, um, a lot of folk stuff. I, n- I never really got into like much country or, I, I mean, I grew up on like classic rock. Okay. That was like predominantly what I listened to as, as a youth. Um, okay. What like, were there a couple band? What were the bands or artists that you were oh, more Pink into? Floyd and uh-huh. um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and I liked uh, Led Zeppelin, and those were like the big ones. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but like I, I don't know. I just really appreciate the lyrics and like the like the the attempt at like or not attempt, but like the intention to like make something me- like you know poetic or 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm the same way. sounding and like thought like thought provoking and um I also love just like the melodic sense of that music. Um and then I went to school at UCLA where I dropped out um in my like third year. Finally, I just let it go cuz I um I got very depressed at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um I I uh, was diagnosed with depression and borderline personality disorder. So, you know, we're getting into the mental health mm-hmm. stuff, which is predominantly what Psychosis of Dreams is about, my latest album, mm-hmm. which is the music you've been hearing me play since I've moved up here. Um, so, yeah, and then I dropped out and, like, decided to play music for a living. So I, I was a busker for seven oh. or over seven years. I played, like... Oh, wow. Yeah, Venice Beach. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was, cool. Uh, it was a experience, um, but yeah, it, uh, I I busked for a living. Um, I was able to like make rent with that for a little while until like I decided I was like I gotta just go home because I you know I, it was a commute to go to Venice Beach, which is yeah. like sixty miles away from my parents' house. So I lived okay. there for a while and then I decided to go back home. But so when I would commute, it was, it was like a, an hour to two and a half hour drive, depending on how much traffic there was yeah. both ways. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it, it just, I only talk about that because like, I really, I really love music, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I was lucky enough that I could play this music and, make some money doing it um as a busker Mm -hmm. and i was able to support projects and in turn was able to support me practicing and learning how to make electronic music which is what i actually really love to do Um, yeah as a folk artist that's something else but um i really love electronic music so that's so i'm curious how you yeah how did you like get from busking acoustic guitar into like, was there a particular artist? Did you have a friend that had some gear or like, what was that, that turning point? When I, it was recording. Okay. The, the, I remember, um, I got, I was very lucky that I got a, a laptop, an Apple laptop uh-huh. and I got garage band. So I started recording my acoustic stuff on there. And then I was like, there's got to be a way. And I, I love like Lady Gaga. And I loved like, I started like getting into electronic music because I had some roommates that were showing me like stuff. And I was like, I want to make stuff like this. So uh-huh. um, I got my first MIDI keyboard. And then I was like, it looks like I can make any sound with this keyboard that I want. I can make string uh-huh. sounds. I can make a drum kit. I, you know, so it just like it, it broadened my horizons a bit. And then I just started like practicing and trying to learn as much as I could that way. Okay. That's actually, we have like very, very similar stories. I started with acoustic guitar. I had horses when I was a kid. Um, (laughs) and I'm super in like my, the music that I listen to more than anything is still probably like singer songwriter. Like Bill, Bill Callahan is like my favorite artist in the the world. And he's like a country ish indie singer songwriter so like I also I'm super into lyrics mm-hmm. and then it was through like garage band and friends and, and recording that I started finding you know like the synth stuff so I have a very similar That's story awesome. to yours yeah. actually yeah it, it's funny how it like seems to just kind of 
go together. <laughs> that, yeah, that. yeah. And then it spirals. Like so there's just a particular people who just get into gear. I can tell you're a bit of a gearhead when I look at your <laughs> your live setup. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, to prepare for this interview, I was like, okay, you're not gonna remember all the pedals you have on, on the <laughs> So I like wrote the. I have like a little note cheat sheet right here with all my pedals and gear and stuff because. Yeah, I just didn't, I, cause like playing acoustic guitar, like I wasn't into electric guitar. Um, that's mm-hmm. only recently that I've been like toying around with that. Um, but yeah, like, so I never used pedals. Like the most pedal I ever used was a looper pedal when mm-hmm. I was like, but I'd always use that for my voice. Yeah. So Do, is that so you I, I for, just by watching you play I imagine you, you have a couple different loopers is that right? Yes. Samplers or something that you can loop into? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh I don't know if I should talk about that let's let's yeah let's do a rig rundown really quick we usually don't but i i am curious because every time i watch you i'm like that's so much stuff and i want to go up and like snoop but i don't want to be like creepy like hanging out you can always like there's always like that fine line of not hanging around yeah right i'm like so like if you're interested in what i'm doing i'm just like amazed and stoked that you Uh, are yeah yeah you'll be interested in that um so yeah i have I have my my I have three microphones and mm-hmm. one of them is a lead microphone so like for just like my main vocals and then the other two are for looping. So mm-hmm. one okay. of them is for like ambient looping that I can't time perfectly. So that's the boss looper that I have and that one you know it's it's nearly impossible to get it right on beat. So if mm-hmm. I loop like four bars um it won't necessarily line up over time with the rest of the song because everything's triggered by my my bpm on my on ableton okay okay is that boss one is that the single one or is that like the double like double one it in fact rc or something it's called the 20 xl i think (laughs) i used to have that that's a cool that's a cool pedal you can store samples on it too right and like play them off of it I don't know i don't think that's the one i have the one i have is basically just two not two channels it's yeah it doesn't even have two channels it's the old version of the one i think you're talking about okay yeah so really you just like can just infinitely loop how many of our times you want okay okay and it's and it has like a stop pedal and stuff so you can stop the loops okay (laughs) yeah and And that's the one for ambient stuff for ambient stuff and then the other one is for like perfect timing and that's when i use my launchpad pro where oh cool it has the it's an amazing amazing thing that I discovered that with my brother actually he's also a musician um he's like Crosby you can loop stuff on time with this launchpad pro if you have an interface so I have my my interface that like hooks up to the my computer and then it it, like it's able to like loop them in time okay so are you recording then into Ableton and looping through Ableton Mm -hmm. live is that because the launchpad is basically a controller right yes Yes, okay, that's cool, exactly. Cool. Sorry, I'm not like explaining it well because I barely understand it myself. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like just like, you know, really just experimenting a lot with all that stuff. That's, I feel like I'm still there a lot with a lot of the stuff that I use. And I mean, obviously you understand it 
but maybe explaining it is is weird. Like that's how I yeah, am. Like I, I can like I can like fumble my way through something, but pe- then if somebody asked me what I was doing, I'd be like, nah, I could kind of tell you. Yeah, yeah, it, no, but you got it exactly. I'm recording yeah. into um, I'm recording into Ableton with the controller. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then you all you have like one of those Roland drum machines, right? Uh, it's a drum brute, so it's by our. Dr- oh yeah, the drum brute. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And that's I don't loop that thing, like I'm only looping vocals, and then um, okay, I use that to like complement the drum samples that I'm triggering yeah. in the Launchpad Pro. I've seen that. So you like kind of play some drums, finger drum style, along with samples, yes. and yeah, you're just like you. One of the reasons I wanted to go through this gear also was just to ask like like. It's a lot to keep track of. It's like a, it's, it's a like dance. A, like, yeah, it's, for it's sure. Like, it's right. like a, I have to memorize all of it, and don't ask me to play now because I forgot and I haven't played in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how it is. It's like, uh-huh. it's literally like, like if I don't practice, like I'll, I'll forget because there's just there's like, I don't know if there's hundreds of parts, but there's at least fifty parts to each mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. that I do, that I have yeah. to like remember. And I'm not good at remembering stuff. So <laughs> like I'm very forgetful. <laughs> and then, so, you know, it just they always turn out different is the thing. Right. But yeah. Maybe that's good in a way. You know? I think it maybe keeps it fresh and gets like maybe for, for somebody like I every time I play live, it's even before modular, it was kind of rebuilding the set, mm. a new set every time. And I think I did that mostly because it it kind of forced me to to get something like I don't I wouldn't have practiced an old set and then I would have probably just like for like you said just forgotten what to do so I almost had to like create something again to keep me motivated to want to play the show or something I don't know that's what I think is happening to me because to be honest I the first show I ever played as Leandrel was September 2019 which was right okay. before the pandemic which means I yeah. only got two sh- that show and one show no two shows in in 2020 and then the pandemic hit so i had three shows under my belt and that's like i was just with with this material from the new album and the and the demo ep so that's when i that's must have been when i saw you then yeah that was like one of my first shows (laughs) yeah ever like doing electronic Electronic music music, or yeah Holy shit. That's crazy cuz I remember I remember that performance. It's one of the more memorable performances that I like if you make if you say think of all the shows that you've seen at the substation through Mots, like yours is is always would always pop in. That's crazy cool. that it was your first one. Yeah. 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 You um, killed it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Um yeah, it, it, cuz but since then it's it's gotten a lot different and I think what you're saying about it it turning into something each time you make a new set is is actually motivating me to like because you know if you keep doing the same thing over and over you can perfect it but then the live aspect of it isn't as fun because there's not as much variation which is the same thing that happens when I was busking like you know I played the same songs hundreds of times but you know like you can really fiddle with them and make Mm -hmm. it interesting every time and I'll you know even throughout the day, I'm playing the song like seven times in a day, you know, uh-huh. seven sets in a day. <laughs> it gets, a, it gets a boring. <laughs> so you have yeah, to mix definitely. it up, you know, and like that's uh-huh. part of, yeah, part of the music. So 
Let's finish this rig rundown since so, so I know okay. somebody out there listening is like, okay, you guys got off the topic. Are you going to get back to this? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got it. To recap, we got two. We, we got Launchpad, Ableton, looping through Ableton via Launchpad, a Boss, Looper, Drum Brute, an electric guitar. And acoustic guitar. And acoustic guitar. And possibly right, maybe right. one day cello because I'm starting to learn I cello. I see now. a cello behind you. Okay. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, that's, but that's it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, do you do any like hardware synths or anything? Or are I you don't. mostly I'm not, soft synths? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Because I, okay. I can't really play keyboard or piano. Um, oh, really? Okay. So you're like, I guess, I mean, not to like put kind of like not to put you in a box or anything but you're i feel like maybe you're like a songwriter producer is like maybe like an encompassing way to think about what you do like yeah that's my base that's my baseline i think okay Um, because you you do all your your mixing and production and stuff right yeah because that is also just sounds really really nice thank you um were you self-taught on that or did you have a friend to get you started or take classes or um i had a friend that taught me um some stuff for my first album which was a folk album mm-hmm. um he taught me like some mastering tricks and mixing tricks or mm-hmm. you know just like techniques and stuff um but then after that it was all just like trying to figure out like almost philosophically like why does this sound better than that you know uh-huh, and like uh-huh. trying to figure out like but why do they do it this way when you hear it on the radio or why did this band that I really love do it this way? That doesn't sound like how they sound on the radio, you know, it just like, uh-huh, so uh-huh. like really philosophically getting into like why you would mix something a certain way is, is a, what I did for self learning. Like, yeah, I know. I, you know I'm, it, I'm it, with it you there crazy too. When you do that stuff, but it's, <laughs> it's still fun and um, challenging too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I had again, I have a similar story of, you know, a friend kind of get me started mm-hmm. EQ compression reverb, you know, yeah. envelope and envelopes. Um, and then from there is just ex- experimentation and, and I totally resonate with that philosophical side of it. I think, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to start this po- podcast is so I could wax philosophic or poetic with other people about these super nerdy things that no one else wants to <laughs> talk about in this great of detail. But yeah, no, I, I relate I, to that a lot. Yeah. No, that's what, I mean, <laughs> if you want to get philosophical, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't, um, I don't ascribe to any, I, I'm not spiritual in the sense of like, I have a religion or anything. So I'm basically just, you know, spending my time as best I can doing things I enjoy until it's time to die. And that's, that's all there is. And like, I think like doing this podcast or like, like explaining things in detail about what you love is that's, that's like what life is about. I think it's, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Sharing, sharing, it's like sharing a conversation with somebody who is equally excited about, something you're excited about or if you're both just excited about something different and sharing that excitement I feel mm-hmm. like that's yeah that is a huge that's just that's that's, that's my jam that's and it's really funny matters you know and I think like part of the mental health stuff is recognizing that um, yeah it's yeah not, yeah <laughs> I would like to switch gears to that because I uh 
I hadn't, you know, I, I'm kind of like, I'm a big lyrics person, but I usually have to hear a song quite a few times to, to key in on the lyrics unless it's like stripped down just guitar and vocals or something. But mm -hmm. if like, like Radiohead's one of my favorite bands and there's a lot of songs where like, I don't know actually what Tom York's saying uh -huh. because I just like, it's more of like the, the journey. So that's, that's where I was with your stuff. Just, I loved listening to it. Love the, the vocal harmonies and melodies. But then when I saw you recently at the chapel, um, with our Benny, mm -hmm. um, you, you kind of like, you did a little like introduction there and mentioned, you know, Hey, this, I, I, I have this, uh, you mentioned your borderline and depression and that the, the songs that you were going to play were about that. And you wanted to sit and you wanted to say that beforehand to help. I forgot exactly what you said, but the, what I to got was kind of like, you feel less alone. That was like yeah, the whole totally. thing about this whole album. Destigmatize the whole thing of like you shouldn't talk about that in public or or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just like, and then I got to hear you play all these songs that I knew, mm -hmm. but then I listened harder to what you were saying, and it was like, the, the songs took on like a whole new meaning and a deeper meaning, and I thought that was a really powerful, powerful performance and experience as a as a spectator there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just like I I would love to have you like talk about this in any way that you'd like. I guess this is my clumsy way of setting up <laughs> the mental health discussion, but I like to I like to talk about this stuff on the show um because I I suffer from depression. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That was my Okay. Uh, well, I would there was no question or prompt no, there. I realized okay. I was just like talk. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. I like Yes, I, I'm I'm thankful that you first of all are able to like talk about your mental illness and the way it affects you and how I'm a, I think like being able to to just say like hey I have depression and I or I have borderline or I have BP or uh bipolar or whatever it may be is the first step to really normalizing the like the conversation about mental health and how truly important it is because even if you don't have mental illness your mental health is extremely important because you could get mental illness it, you know depending on stressors mm -hmm. in life or you know and sometimes there's it's just like to me your brain is clearly obviously overtly everything <laughs> it's our yeah, existence right? it's the way we perceive life is because of your freaking brain and so yeah. the importance of that is is like it, it's monumental um it's mm -hmm. like it, it's really good to recognize that i think and um so and isn't it kind of like amazing how what kind of spectrum the brain has for emotion and feeling and and how it can it even has visceral effects on you physically like you know like when you're so sad, you actually feel sick in your stomach or, mm -hmm. you know, or, like it physical affects pain. Every, or physical pain or like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's real. Like, I just want mm -hmm. people to, I wanted people to know that what they f are feeling is real because sometimes mm -hmm. people tell you it's not real and that's not right to me. Or sometimes you tell yourself that I know yeah, like there's a lot of people not, because you yeah. think other people are going to tell you it's, 
mm-hmm. not real and it's all like it's all or you don't want to be perceived as weak or something correct yeah yeah and it, i think and the, it's not. the the crazy thing is is like i always think about this like people are like will take pictures at the gym you know they have like they you know talking about working out is like people give you pats on the back if you talk about working out mm-hmm. and i think it's getting less this way now but like if you talk about like hey you know no one's taking selfies with their their counselor or their yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah at the mental gym you know yeah. building <laughs> yeah but like you said the brain's everything like like the yeah i don't know it's just I, yeah. it's funny that that difference is is very strange i know and i think it's because the complexity of how our minds are able to like um logically understand like i mean it's cultural too um i think you know weakness and strength are part of why we perceive sadness or depression or um anxiety as weak things because Mm -hmm. they're not productive they're not conducive to like getting things done in this capitalist society or you know what i mean it's it's very much intertwined with all of that and like but I don't think that's healthy. I think like, Mm-mm. you know, we should be kinder to ourselves and understand that like breaks are okay. In fact, I think there, uh, there are like studies that say like, if like a, your, a, your company has like perks for your employees or like they go on breaks or they allow for like a, those like resting rooms and stuff, employee employees or like workers are much happier and able and to I think produce productivity more. goes up. Productiv- yeah. Productivity is yeah. up. You know, it's like, when you're like, you know, super hard on yourself, like that actually is counterproductive. Mm-hmm, and, um, definitely. yeah. And like, it's, and it goes in with healing too, you know, getting to a point where you can say, Oh, I feel better. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to happen by you being hard on yourself. No, I don't in think. fact, it's <laughs> just going to make it worse. Right? I think so. Yeah. 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 So that's, I guess that's what I have to say about, mental health like my opinion on like how important it is first of all and then you know the album itself lyrically uh, I tried to make it very overt um with like electroconverse uh, electroconvulsive uh, memory is like electro brain wipes clean everything because when I I did electroconvulsive therapy uh-huh and um I lost a lot of memory but it oh, was really? like yeah yeah, that's oh, wow. uh, that's a side effect because um, they're just electrocuting your brain. Yeah. Um, to the theory is to allow like secrete like um to allow like serotonin and dopamine to be secreted to quell the the seizure. Oh wow! So it like kind of resets you, and you like I did thirteen treatments, which is like average like amount. It's like twelve to twenty or whatever is is like okay. the usual amount of treatment that one might get. Um, I did that when I was 19, um, and 20. Uh, so that was like, that was like a, an experience that I wanted to like, let people know, like, first of all, it happened to me and it, it's okay if it happens to you, but also kind of that song is kind of making, not making light of it, but like turning it into a surreal experience of like. Cause you know, that song is kind of like, like jumpy and pompous, (laughs) not pompous, but like, you know, like, like joyous and like, you know, um, it's, it's kind of that, I don't know that, that, uh, that feeling of like, 
you feel insane, but like this is this is actually what's happening, and that's kind of where wow. I where I wanted those lyrics to kind of take you. Uh huh. Interim uh-huh. is is about the final moments of when you decide you want to kill yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I mm-hmm. wanted to make everything very overt and clear that what actually happens when you have mental health, mental illness, mm-hmm. so that people Can- really know that that's that's real. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, like you said, like letting people know it's real. And then also just like, I think it's so powerful. The, the idea of not feeling alone. I mean, what the, one of the reasons I wanted to start a podcast and talk about this stuff is because I was such a fan of other podcasts who also talked about this stuff. And when I heard two people really getting into something like you and I are right now, that helped me so much to hear that. And now like, I just, I feel like I want to pay that forward. And, and like, like you said, just like, or I guess not like you didn't specifically say this, but I get the, like that one of the other things that you want to do with your music. And this is just like, get that message out there as as often and and from as many places as possible. And, um, it's a huge intention for, mm -hmm, for for sure. Yeah. And also for that particular album. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love a good concept album too. Can I can I ask you yes. some questions about the 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 electro uh, therapy? Yes. Was okay. One. I, do you think was it effective? Was, are you glad you did it, or was it? Oh, it was completely effective. Oh, it, it was my okay. Life so for oh really in a good way, really good way. Okay. Yes. And. And those memories that you lost, did you get them back or, no. I mean, okay. You can, and like, was it, Oh, it's kind was of, was it like recent memory or like long-term stuff or some long-term, uh, not, yeah, I would say like erase <laughs> quite a bit of stuff probably. Cause like, I can't, mm-hmm. like, I don't have a lot of clear memories from like, I, I don't, I don't not have a past in my mind. Right. You know? Right. But right. Like, yeah. Certain things are, are blurred out or like, I, like someone would tell me like, Oh, remember like this happened. I was planning on going to a concert and they're like, Oh, the concert this is this week. And I was like, we had booked it like a, a year before and I was looking forward to it, but then I freaking forgot. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and I was like, Oh, Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea we did that, but like, you know, and, and, but then also mainly memories, um, short-term memory loss was like the hugest one. So like, I would just forget what I was talking about in the middle of a conversation during that okay. period of time of treatment. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then it kind of like that subsides once the treatment's Yeah. Done. It's, it's almost like you have to practice remembering stuff if that makes oh, wow. sense. So like I would ha- like co- reading comprehension, I couldn't focus on reading for like okay. a long time until I could finally comprehend sentences again. So I had to kind of relearn how to like comprehend. If that makes wow, sense. It was, it was annoying. Like quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> but worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. It was a very effective treatment. Support for Podular Modcast is brought to you by Secret Aardvark, my favorite hot sauce. They actually have seven different sauces now. And, um, you know, you might be thinking, well, oh, I want to try, I want to try them all. I've never had them before. Where should I start? Uh, well, why do you start with all seven? And you might be thinking, well, that might be kind of expensive. No, it's not. For under $50, you can get seven, eight ounce bottles of secret aardvark sauce. This magnificent seven pack comes with the classic aardvark habanero, the sarabanero, 
the drunken jerk, the drunken garlic, the reaper, the smoky aardvark, and the red scorpion fiery hot sauce. A mixture of the classic and the new. Um, this, you know, as, as you've, if, you, if you've been listening to the show, you know I, uh, I introduced my dad to it a few weeks ago. I've just, with our new house and the holidays, we just had so many people over, and it was just so much fun to be able to pull out all these fancy sauces and, and toothpicks and be like, hey, try all these. And not one person that tried uh, the secret aardvark was not, uh, not only impressed but blown away by how perfectly Secret Aardvark has figured out the the whatever the chemistry is to get flavor and heat equally balanced. That's my biggest gripe with hot sauces. It's always too spicy and there's no flavor, but this, it has the spice, it has the flavor. So head over to secretardvark.com and get yourself some hot sauces. Support for Podular Modcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. My New Year's resolution is to just kind of keep better care of myself physically. I want to start exercising more. I want to start eating better. I mean, this is pretty classic stuff, right? But I also definitely want to keep on top of my grooming game because, let's face it, I'm hairy. And uh, I have noticed... There's there's definitely a uh, a correlation, a strong correlation between me using my Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 and uh, just how much time my wife likes to spend with me. Uh, it's not rocket science, I'll tell you that. So if you want to uh, not only keep yourself nice and groomed, including your nose. You got to get yourself a nose hair trimmer um, if you're anything like me. My friend Josh used to uh, he used to say that I was trolling because uh, he said it looked like I had two uh, troll dolls upside down sticking outside of my nose. So that's 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 my blessing and curse. So thank God to Manscaped for that. So if you have an issue like that. You should head over to manscaped.com. And while you're there, insert promo code PODMOD20. That is PODMOD20 for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with a code PODMOD20. That's right, PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. Okay, so, and then um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, everybody knows what depression is, but I think borderline is, like, everybody's heard of bipolar, and I think bipolar is probably widely misunderstood, but I think borderline is something that a lot of people don't really know too much about. Could you kind of give us the rundown of what what that is, like, what that means? Yeah. um, If you don't want to, I can edit that part out, too. I mean, anything (laughs) anything you don't want to talk about, I don't want to pry too much. Okay, that's okay. Um... Yeah, I can definitely explain as best I can borderline personality disorder. Um, it's a it's a personality disorder personality disorder that um, is defined by being both on the like in the border but on the border between neurotic and psychotic. So neurosis, as you know, is like kind of related. Excuse me to paranoia or um, like. 
insecurity about like happenings and like interactions and things like that so I was definitely very very neurotic but the psychotic part as you know is more aggressive more sometimes violent sometimes like uh malicious um and I had aspects of that I would Mm self-harm um and so that's kind of a borderline is that they're they're very unstable (laughs) and um so there's like nine criteria you that you can qual uh, you have to fit five out of nine criteria like back when i was i don't know what they do to diagnose it nowadays but that was like Mm -hmm. the criteria back then was you have to meet five of nine criteria like um uh (laughs) sorry i can't remember all of them but like um chronic feelings of emptiness self-harm suicidal thoughts um you know all these things are normal to have every once in a while or or some of them during periods of your life but like having all of them at once that's when Mm -hmm. you become that's when you're diagnosed as borderline so in a lot of ways i don't may not have it as like severely as i used to nowadays because Mm -hmm. i've been through a lot of therapy and kind of like resolve some of those issues Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so was the, the, the electrotherapy, was that for, for depression? That that was for depression. Yeah. And they really only use it for depression. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. It's not, I don't even know if they would try to do it on someone who has, who's bipolar because I know bipolar, you you have severe depression as well, depending Mm -hmm. on your symptoms. Um, but because you have manic, uh, experiences, the electroconvulsive therapy may not be good for that. So I think it's really only for major depressive disorder. Okay. Okay. Yeah, is my um, understanding. And God, just like listening to some of this, the criteria, like it's like, I can't imagine that like, um, like borderline and like, I imagine and depression just are hand in hand. Like, yes, they are. It feels like depression just comes along with it, which with is borderline, awful because yes. depression <laughs> on its own is just so debilitating for some you know yeah it's almost like a it it's it's definitely related and like it's just the when you have borderline it it's like you know it's a personality disorder so when i say that i mean like a lot of people think it's controversial to call it a personality disorder but Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of a hopeful description of a disorder because your personality is something that always changes over time and that depends mm-hmm. on your way you like think think about things and configure things in your mind and solve problems in your life. And I think that's kind of why it's hopeful is because like your personality can change. So like you can eventually get out of pers- like a, a personality disorder essentially is why mm-hmm. they call them that, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like it wasn't it was like all those bad things with depression, but I wouldn't say you necessarily need to compare you know, just depression versus depression plus BPD. I understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. it's important to recognize that like any type of mental illness is on its own important to recognize and to validate. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think, like you said, to recognize it within yourself is, I think there yeah. was a period of my life. I mean, God, I would say, 20s through early 30s until recently mm-hmm. where I just thought that everybody like I didn't I didn't realize how bad my depression was I just assumed like oh everybody everybody hates 
their life most of the time everybody you know like and i just kind of assumed like that was the baseline for everybody well that's what i Um, thought too when i yeah before i got diagnosed and then they they tell you no (laughs) and then you're like oh really (laughs) and you can there's a way to help it you know there Mm -hmm. is truly a way to like help alleviate symptoms and make Mm -hmm. your life feel better that's what the it's hope it's it's that's why i wanted to write this album is because like i like i don't feel the same as i used to mm-hmm. you know and yeah. I, I but i also remember what that was like and i don't want yeah. people to forget what it was like for them but i also want them to to also feel hopeful and move forward that's so important because i and i i it's it's such a weird thing to try to try to convey from from i guess the the feeling better side of the fence of of mental illness but mm-hmm. i was always told you know nothing you know this too shall pass nothing you know you'll have your it'll you'll feel good again um you know there is hope you can get out of this and whenever i heard anybody saying that i just it's not not i can't, like not believing them is an understatement it's like i had faith unshakable faith in the fact that nothing was ever going to be okay for me right yeah which is a crazy place to be so when anybody's telling anything it doesn't really help but then you hear you know but so i try to say like i know that feeling so well i was in that for years and years and years and i can say i've been on like so a year ago pretty much i started antidepressants and i'd tried multiple things before and it never really worked and i was very very I did not want to have to take medication. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, did therapy and, and, you know, and that, that, that helped me kind of navigate these feelings and, you know, and like try to make sense of them, but it never made me feel better. And I've, I've for a year now have, haven't had a, like a depressive dip. I've had situational depression that's yeah. real because there was a reason to feel depressed, but I haven't been in that dip Your and I never thought that was possible. The medicine. And that's, yeah. I really believe like it's not only is it real because like you feel it, but it's real mm-hmm. because it's literally your brain chemistry. Right. You yes. Cannot yes. Get, when you have mental illness, you cannot help it. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything to have, make this happen. Nothing happened to you. Well, some stuff happens to like there's PTSD and like other situational right. stuff, but that can exacerbate it. But it's literally like your brain chemistry. And Mm -hmm. medication, if you, I mean, if anyone's listening to this, I would like to say, like, don't hesitate to to try and reach out to a psychiatrist if you have been trying to, like, figure out why you don't feel good or, like, Mm -hmm. if you feel really awful and you're doing therapy or you haven't started therapy, but you're, like, thinking I should just, you should talk to someone because Mm -hmm. medication is a huge deal. Like mm-hmm. I, it's like 50% of the battle and the other 50% is therapy. I wouldn't even say it's, it's less than 50% of the battle, like baseline yeah. brain chemistry. That's real. That's like science. Yeah. That's, that's hard, like science right there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. It's, I think it's like, it's really difficult with the, the medication thing because there's, there's so many different like ways to think about it in a negative way and and some of it's true like big pharma like yeah that sucks sucks. and there's we are definitely there's there's way too there's probably too many like prescription medications but so that but don't let that stop you because that was something that always wanted like kind of kept me well i don't want to be in that system or whatever but like Mm -hmm. and then also i think 
the, with with prescribing antidepressants they throw shit at the wall until something sticks you know so like yeah. you're gonna try stuff that's not gonna work i've i've tried like four different things and mm-hmm. some of them made me feel i didn't like you know their side effects and all this but yeah if you have work. a chemical imbalance yeah. there's probably something out there that will help yeah and you just gotta find it and that's that's the hard part yeah and trying to find a motivation when you're really depressed it's is really, really hard, hard. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and that's why i'm saying like you know try to like amp yourself up to like just try to call someone and even mm-hmm. if it was if it's like your your closest loved one that can help you sit there and call like a therapist or a psychiatrist just to see what can be done and if you have any questions always ask you know it's it's mm-hmm. not shameful to ask any question about this stuff because it's only going to make you more knowledgeable about what you're dealing with mm-hmm so yeah and i think like yes it's 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 a conflicting thing but at the end of the day unfortunately um in some aspects you have to like advocate for yourself and hope for and hope that like you know if you can if you can have a, a better quality of life mentally it's going to help other things and maybe you can go solve the big pharma problem. <laughs> you, yeah, know? Right, yeah. you can like just tackle that, but like you can't do it. Like it's like when they say like, you got to like put your mask on, your breathing mask on first before you, your kid in the airplane, right, right. you know, yes. you, you got to take care of yourself. And that's mm-hmm. a big deal. I think definitely. And, it's and I really but... like that you, you've emphasized a few times, like try to talk to somebody. That's something that I've noticed. Like, Anytime that I've felt really, really bad, I've just noticed that I'm like shoving it down, shoving it down. And then I'll talk, you know, with, I'll finally like my wife will finally notice or a friend, you know, mostly my wife will be like, just talk about like what's going on. And then the floodgates happen and then, oh my God, I feel so much better now that I've just kind of like let this, I've, I've like released the tension out a little bit and it's amazing just how much saying something out loud will help you kind of realize but also realize yeah and then realizing that someone's going to receive it and be kind to you very Mm -hmm. likely right very likely yeah if it's the right person you know mm -hmm. and there is a right person for everyone i i really believe that i think it like in my experiences with like i've been in the psych ward many times i I've like been in the hospital a bunch of times for this stuff. Um, there's always someone, there's always a nurse. There's always like, if you're in that place, even if like, you're not in like a acute position where you're like about to kill yourself or you're about to hurt yourself, there's still someone. I think if you just really try and sometimes it's not the first person you ask, sometimes it's the fourth person you ask, but keep asking, mm-hmm. keep yeah. talking about it. I think mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. really important. Um, it's going to be hard, but you can do it. I think something that, well, definitely what kept me and will, you know, I still find myself keeping some things to myself um, when it comes to, to, you know, mental health, sadness, depression, whatever. A lot of it for me was I don't want to make it someone else's problem or I don't want to put that on someone else. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is like if you have people who care about you, like, they would rather you do that than, than suffer alone yeah, in it or that's whatever. True. And that's true. And it's hard to convince yourself that that's true when you're really feeling bad. I had a bad day like two days ago and I was like, 
I can't, you know? And then Uh I finally forced myself to call my fiance. And mm-hmm. he was like, thank you for calling me. And I was like, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> that's great. Right. You know, yeah. I'm lucky yeah. that I have that. But also like, you know, call me if you don't have anyone call, email me Crosby, Catherine Morgan at gmail.com. You know, like just <laughs> I care. Like, you know, it's it's there's people that care. And um, definitely, you know, and like anything, it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so awesome. And. I'm curious, like, I mean, obviously this, this album, it was a a form of therapy of sorts, right? Like how therapeutic is music? Like, do you, well, obviously it's therapeutic and the album was therapeutic. I guess my, the main thing I want to ask is like, can you be creative and write when you are feeling bad? Or is it a, like a reflective thing when you're feeling a little better or can you do it in the moment of feeling bad? If it it depends how bad, yeah. Like if it's really yeah. bad, like I can't do anything. But lately, um, I've been able to like, I've been trying working on that. Where uh-huh. if I feel bad, I'll be like, okay, you should try to express yourself right now in the moment. But usually, it's reflective. So, okay. Yeah. That's, but I'm working that's, on the. Yeah. It it gets raw if you do it <laughs> when you're actually yeah. feeling it's like really hard <laughs> and it's really raw. But um, mostly it's reflective for me at this point, but I would like it to be fluid, you know? Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. Cause it's, re- it's definitely, well, like I said, I, I've been feeling pretty good for the last year, but before mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would only like really be able to create in a, a reflective way if I like, if I wasn't feeling particularly down, but I just had stints of months where I didn't do anything. Yeah. And then I would beat myself up for not doing anything you know and then that would make me feel worse about it so that's another thing and I think you kind of mentioned that earlier but like you know just the kindness to yourself like if you're out if you're listening to this right now you're probably a creative you're making music or something (laughs) um I know somebody out there listening right now beats themselves up if they haven't done it enough because they're just too bummed out to do it that's Mm -hmm. totally okay Yep, you know, like it is. It's cause, it's actually really normal too, because your energy level, your fatigue is just like crazy when you have depression. How that's are you supposed been, to like, yeah, get the, up out of bed? Like no motivation. Like yeah. just I c- just can't. Like can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I'm always like, I've I've talked to other people on the show on the show here w- about this, and some people just like that's when they create is in these like when they're feeling at their worst. And I've just wow. always been so perplexed by that. So I was I'm curious. perplexed too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's something I'm working toward, but I can't, I, if I'm just so down, like there's just, it's very almost impossible because it's yeah. just, I yeah, just definitely. can't move actually. Yeah. <laughs> like actually literally move. Um, yeah. So, so I guess, how are you, how are you today? How have you been lately? And, and, and what is your like practice of, of maintaining and, and whatnot? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I think right now, personally, for as like a check-in, um, recovery is a funny thing because I'm starting to feel better, and it feels weird to say that, but I'm trying to embrace it and being grateful for it and knowing that it is a that's what I've done all this work for it just I think there's like 
it's scary because you're like, when is it going to get bad again? Or like, totally, you know, or like, um, am I just fooling myself? Am I like not feeling real anymore? Like, am I not, am I disowning my past? Like all that stuff is part of recovery and, um, feeling better. And so I'm grappling with those things. Um, but I, so like, I always say like, if someone asks me like, how are you doing? I'm always like, I'm okay. I never say I'm good. I mean, I sometimes right. say I'm good if I'm if I'm good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> but usually it's I'm okay because I'm I'm still working on the I'm doing well or I'm good t- today, you know, because it's uh huh. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I relate to that so much. It <laughs> took me. It's before getting on the right antidepressants, I was the same way. I'm okay. I, I'm fine. It was yeah. like, or or maybe just like good as a knee knee jerk reaction, but like yeah. But that, like, any time I would start to feel, like, I know I would notice, like, I would get, like, little spikes of dopamine or serotonin or something, like, from a good smell in the air or the way that the light hits something or hearing the right song or eating something good or, or just out of nowhere, you know, yeah. like, hey, whoa, I don't feel, sh- I don't feel like shit. Isn't and I haven't thought crazy? about wanting to die in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I would, the second that I would feel like that good feeling swell up in my chest, it would just be squashed by, by the doom of like, don't get too happy. Don't get too excited. Yeah. Cause that's a long ways <laughs> to fall back down. And it was, it's just crazy how, how, how just like that that feedback loop of like if you're so used to feeling down you're 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 you've had these like neural pathways that are just ruts yeah they're definitely ingrained in your brain that yeah are not feeling good and like and when you start feeling good it's it's you're making new neural pathways and i think also the only other thing that i would say about that for me that helps me like kind of be like okay I can I can feel better it's it's real is mm-hmm. knowing that two things can be true at the same time I can be sad I can be happy at the same time and sometimes that's yeah that's what I need to hear because I want to yeah. be sad and I want to be happy like there's this gravitation towards sadness that I have because it's comfortable it's it's familiar um but like it's also something I've, I've worked so hard to try to avoid Mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. okay it's okay that i'm like sad and i want to be sad but i also want to be happy and i am happy you know that's yeah i like that you're kind of taking it out of the binary black and white field like happy or sad like like yeah. obviously brains are incredibly complex like we still don't totally understand what the hell's going on up yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i think i think that's like an that right there you can turn into a, a like a kindness to yourself be like mm-hmm. yeah i have a really complex feelings about this and that's <laughs> yeah. fine you yeah. know like and i may not figure it out but you know what like it's what it is um yeah yeah i think that's important mm-hmm. um so congrats you, you mentioned fiance congrats thank you, you recently engaged uh <laughs> kind two years well, did the pa- did the, the pandemic the screw pandemic it up like slowed it down you know yeah i'm very sorry about that well that's, oh, that's cool okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um yeah i'm actually it's funny i feel like it wasn't that long ago that i was engaged but we're gonna we're going on four years next year so we're like Ooh. we're three and a half years now which is just flown by it's yeah been cool that's awesome. but um yeah i mean my wife was instrumental in my my recovery, you know, she, 
you know, it's odd is like she was the positive upbringing, uplifting one and really supportive through with me for years. Mm. And because of her, I finally, I felt like I, I owed it to her to try antidepressants again, because mm. I was just so bummed that like, here's somebody who's not depressed who has to live with a depressed person. I started feeling bad about that. So it's like, well, I'm going to try this. And, and because, you know, she helped, um, motivate me to get into therapy and all that. And then I started feeling good. And it was very strange that like, once I started feeling good, she kind of started for the first time in me ever knowing her started getting depressed. And I was able to like, try to pay it forward. And, and she gave me skills that I then learned, then used to, to help her. And yeah. it was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel very grateful for that. And just having somebody, like you said, you called the other day and, mm -hmm. and they, they mentioned that they were thankful that you called and that's, yeah, that's very important. Um, yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. I mean, not great to hear that she is depressed or feeling depressed or has depression, but, um, it's good that you were able to like, see that you are valuable as a person that you can help someone else. Yeah. And yeah. the crazy thing is, is like, I got to see, I got to see what it was like for her when dealing with me being depressed. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. we're not the same exact depressed person, Yeah, but she also, you know, as a conversation that we've had a few times, she's like, I like, she never doubted my depression, but because she never really ha had felt it. Didn't. Um, she was just like, well, now I, I have more empathy it was like a retroactive empathy on top of the empathy that she already, that she already showed had. me. Yeah. yeah it's really, just kind of a really understanding. I mean, my mm -hmm. fiance also is, well, is doesn't have mental illness and never had depression. I mean, he's been sad before, but not doesn't right. have depression, but he just like, yeah, his empathy is amazing considering that he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. experienced <laughs> it, but you know, it's, it's, it's possible is, you know, so like, I, like, you know, when we were talking about like reach out to somebody, even if you're scared that they might not understand sometimes people that don't have mental illness also can be very helpful to you. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. they, they can be a source of kindness and, and, and caring, you know, and yeah. empathize with you. And that means something in and of itself because like they don't even know what that's like, but they still care about you. Like that's special. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think one good thing about having somebody who has, who's maybe never had any sort of like clinical depression or anything mm -hmm. is I hate to use the word tough love because that's could be dangerous and, and, and not mm -hmm. usually helpful, but there is for me anyways, there's this crazy, like, very convincing liar in your depression like depressive depression is like a very convincing like it wants to make you believe things that aren't true like yes. you're never gonna feel better and there's no point to any of this so when you're kind of like spitting all of that out you can have somebody be like well that's just not true like knock it off like you're you're just yes this isn't helping is like, anything what you're saying right now you know yeah and that is like an intermediate thing like if you if you were talking to me about that 10 years ago i'd be like I can't, I would just like walk away. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> like you were saying before, like there's just without a doubt, no, like I, I was a firm, faithful believer that nothing would ever get better. But then yeah. when you, but if you can like just progress a little bit and then just start trusting people, I think that's the thing is like trusting someone mm -hmm. 
enough yeah, to be that's... like, okay, they're saying that I shouldn't hate myself. Maybe <laughs> they're right. You know, like you can yeah. start like letting yourself trust that. And like the tough love thing or like, I wouldn't call it tough love, but I know what you mean, you know, where you're mm-hmm. saying like someone can correct you on your incorrect thought, which is like objectively you're not a monster. You're not <laughs> right, an right. idiot. You're not I, and, worthless. You're not these yeah. things, you know. And the spinning out, like stop yeah. you from spinning out. You right. know, that's something that that's like, like, the like, thing. like you're spinning out right now. We're not going anywhere. You're just digging a further rut, you know, like yeah. I know you feel bad, but like. I'm not going to sit here and watch you spin out if you're going to just keep doing that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. We're, we're really getting after it today. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, thank you so much oh, for, awesome. for being so open thank about you. this stuff. Um, cause I know a lot of people out listening. I, every time I've had conversations like this, I do get people reaching out to me and the, and the guest, and I know it helps people. Um, and I'm glad we're doing it kind of this time of year cause the holiday time oh, I yes. know can be kind of hard for <laughs> yes. a lot of people yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely so, uh, yeah I had my um I I'm a suicide survivor I had my my 11th death anniversary <laughs> in December <laughs> uh-huh. so you know it, it is a hard time of year yeah and um, for sure yeah so, sorry I just want to say that because like it's it is a hard, it's hard. It's a hard time of year. And for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and don't be sorry for me. Like, I think, you know, we're, we're slowly getting into our culture is slowly like, you know, embracing, like being able to talk about mental health and stuff. I feel like when you start talking about suicide, that's when people really, really start getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's something I, I haven't know, talked that's why a I whole said lot sorry. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm I'm but don't don't apologize because okay. like I I think it was more of like I think they call it suicide ideation. It was more of like mm-hmm. I think that's more of a where it's just kind of always kicking in around in your head. You're not like actually planning or acting on it, but it's just like always It's the that's, first step though. It's very serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and I I had that for years. I mean, it was daily just kind of thinking like, mm, well, if it ever got so bad I couldn't handle it I could always yeah. do this and yeah. um, and I just want to say that if you're thinking about that more than twice a month <laughs> that's not normal that's yeah. not you should you should uh, well I don't want to say not normal that's a sign that maybe you should talk to somebody or take some action um, that that shouldn't be something that you're thinking about that often I, and uh, so I'm glad that you said yeah. that because I've I don't know if I've said that yet on the show but I've wanted to because I, it was, it was until I met my until I met my wife, it was kind of my plan to be honest. I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'm just going to like kind of ride things out for a bit, but you know, yeah. and I just don't think about it anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. And it, and that's, that's how ideally it should be. You're not thinking about it because yeah. you're thinking about life and the things you want to do with your time before you die <laughs> you know exactly so, yeah and, yeah like, enjoying like you... that and like you know so yeah thank you for telling me it's okay that i mentioned that i think that's why it like subconsciously wanted to mention it because i know yeah. that if you for you to say like make sure you talk to someone if you're thinking about this more than twice a month then you know i think that's that's a perfect thing to say after that you know? Yeah. And we just got to, I, 
it's it's very weird because there's like this I always kind of like well I can, I'll, let me see if I can turn this into a question so as some, you know like you and I both you know we're creators we're artists we talk about this stuff openly um, with kind of YouTube Instagram attention culture on social media it's always I've always got this kind of like creeping thing in the back of my head like it's you could compare it to like imposter syndrome or something but like should I be talking about this this openly should I be talking about this this often um and then just start kind of getting in that like that 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 spinning out mindset of like what are people are people thinking that I'm doing this just for attention or whatever attention more downloads more likes more comments or whatever and I don't know. I mean, obviously there's no real, and I'd, I'd like, I want to say like, no, it's, it's 100% pure, but like mm-hmm. brains are really, really complicated. But like, <laughs> do you deal with, do you, do you go through stuff like that with like an album like this that you yeah. just released? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I almost felt bad thinking that I made it into a novelty because I made right. it about this topic. Yeah. And, and then I said, you know what, if someone takes it that way, that, that then they take it that way. But if they take it the other way, that's what I did this for. That's exactly. why I did this. Um, and yeah. so, like, talking about it, yeah, actually, fuck it. Bring attention to it. Bring it bring it right. to the forefront. Because this, like, this nearly, like, not that my life means, like, a ton to, like, the world or anyone, you know. But it means something to my mom, my dad, my brother, my fiance. It almost yeah. wiped me out. And uh-huh. they would be sad because I wouldn't be here and they wouldn't know they they just like I, I can't imagine like my loved ones committing suicide and how painful that would be so mm-hmm. everyone on their own individual micro scale and their family dynamic or whatever loved ones they have around them it's a it affects you it affects everybody so mm-hmm. you know um thinking about like if someone thinks i'm doing for attention or if sometimes i i i see like um Oh, what's her name? Uh, there's like a pop artist that um, talks about mental illness a lot. Um, she actually has borderline. Um, hmm. Demi Lovato. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, fuck yeah, Demi. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're yeah. using your platform for the right reasons. I don't really enjoy your music, but like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Okay? Because, yeah. you know, expose Well, it. especially somebody on that level, too. Yeah, and who's... if people think she's like trying to like be like, I don't know, like hip dark or whatever, whatever, you know? Yeah. If that's, someone yeah. gets positively influenced by that, that's what I'm hoping for. That's that's the key, and that's the thing that I always come back to when I am kind of spinning out. Like, am I? Yeah, whatever. I have doubt about something. Having yeah. a conversation like this, you or especially trying... though, you yeah. should not ever think that you're doing something amazing. <laughs> well, okay. think. I mean, yeah. it's 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 really special that you're allowing me to talk about this with you to your audience and to people that might join because they know I'm I'm a guest, you know, like that's, right, this is right. incredible. This is great. And, and it's, yeah, uh, it's, here's me trying to like dodge a, a, a compliment or a, or you said thank <laughs> you. Like, but like, um, 
but it also, you know, it takes, it takes two people to have these conversations. And I'm just like, I'm just so grateful. I've had, I've had like a lot of people come on and, and share their stories. And, um, I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to pay that forward because I've received so much help from things like this in the past. So it's like, it's kind of therapeutic for me. It gives me an outlet to, to express gratitude. And that's, and that's totally, totally selfish, you know? And, and it's weird because it's, 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 it's selfish in the way of making me try to be less selfish. You know what I mean? Like you can, but, but there are worse things to do. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to pick your battle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, you know, this is, this is a really special thing. And I think it's, even if it is to like, I do music because it helps me primarily, Mm -hmm. but what else? Like, but also it, it, I hope my intention is to help others and that's all you could really ever do as a human. Like, what are you going to, you can't, if you don't put the mask on in the plane, when you don't have oxygen, you can't uh-huh. help anyone else. So like, <laughs> you have to take care of yourself in order to, you know, save the big pharma problem Uh (laughs) (laughs) to go back to that but um yeah oh my gosh we're over i I thought we were maybe no no (laughs) that's all right that's fine i i thought we were at like 40 minutes but before we go i what is what's the name leandrel from what is that is a uh flower poisonous flower uh shrub flowering shrub that grows in southern california that i used to want to eat Oh, okay. <laughs> that I like was like obsessed with wanting to like make tea out of, and I never did it. That wasn't uh-huh, my right. my choice of of offing myself, but oh, it was often okay. something that I would think about. Yeah. So, okay. but I knew about it since I was very young. So I was like always uh-huh. thinking about it, and then when I got older, I was like, huh. <laughs> and then I didn't do it. But um, that's where that it's like a that's what it means to me is this like right so survival so like you you did you choose that name because i mean it's it's very loaded you know like emotionally and and it's been through your past and stuff like not to put like an answer in your in your mouth but like is it is it like a reminder or anything like that or like what 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 was the is there is, maybe I'm reading into it too much? Yeah, but it's, was there like it's a function that's to me? It's it's because that's because I I it's a reminder both like as my artist name, but also I'll every time I see a plant like that, they have them up here too in in okay. Seattle. Um, it's a reminder that like, hey, that's where I came from. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, f- thank you so <laughs> much for sharing your your story and your experience and all of your insight on this. I think that's, I love it. And I'm very, very thankful and grateful for you for your time. Thank you so much. I really had a nice time and I really appreciate you and what everything you're doing. Thank you. Likewise. And is there anything that you want to scream from the modular mountaintops before we go or promote or anything like that? Oh yes, please. Um, (laughs) I have, another um album coming out in in on march 4th of next year that goes along oh with cool interim music video oh, there's a sweet. new music video for interim and i'm we've been working on it for like 
uh, a couple years now um, and I'm really excited about it and then um, the album that will come out with is like really a short EP of different versions of Psychosis of Dreams songs that didn't make it on the album oh cool so all right I'm very or, much like, looking forward to that of just like little like weird versions it's gonna be called versions all right in lieu of a patch challenge Leandro sent over a demo of an unreleased track so let's check out a snippet of it That's our show. Thank you so much for coming back to Podular Modcast. Thank you to Crosby for being our first guest of 2022 and being so um, open and honest about everything. What a great conversation. Uh, I hope it. I hope somebody out there uh, feels uplifted because of it. Um, yeah, just I can't thank her enough. Go listen to her music. It's so good. Um, thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. My goal of this year is to get more of a video component to the podcast happening, and I won't be able to do that without the Patreon. So uh, I need some more subscribers. Head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast to help keep the LEDs blinking over here for the cost of what you would spend on a coffee and a muffin for just one meal. You could support this show and You might be thinking, how could that small of an amount a month be helpful? Well, it takes a lot of people doing it for it to be really, really helpful. So yeah, if you would like to help grow the show, get more of a video component, and uh, yeah, just make it better, head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. 
Don't forget, you can also support the show by supporting those who support the show. Um, did that make sense? Head over to secretardvark.com for all your hot sauce needs, patchworks.com for all your synthesizer needs, and then, of course, go over to manscaped.com and enter code PODMOD20, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. I think that's all I got for this week. 2022, baby. Let's do it. Let's end the pandemic. Let's get in shape. Let's make music and more videos and um, and uh, just become more at peace with our lot in life in the universe. Everything's impermanent. All we have is right now. So with that said, it's weird to sign off saying until next week because if all we have is right now then there's no such thing as next week but when next week comes around and that new episode comes out then you will be in the now with me um anyways until next week Mm